You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Okay. Give honor to God and everyone thanking God for his goodness, his greatness. All he's done, all he's going to do, God, we give you all the praise. We give you the glory. We ask you, Lord, to bless this uh, prayer meeting tonight as we uh, evolve on the subject of what are Satan's servants. We're reading from Blessing or Curse. You can choose Derek Prince. He gives a description of Satan's servants. And uh, that's currently what's going on here in the United States, that these demons are in charge and they think they're fooling somebody. But we come together, Heavenly Father, to put them at your throne and pray for their souls to be saved. Pray for you, Lord, to put them in isolation so that they can think of the harm, the damage, the magnitudes of people they have inflicted suffering on, people that have been induced, hospitalized, and killed. I don't know what would make anybody think they can get away with this type of stuff. But God, we just thank you that the tide is turning. God, I ask you to give that Governor Cuomo the gift of Babel. Heavenly Father, let him explain to the world why he would sell out a whole state and his own soul for the benefit of greed to be deceived. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God, that you have given us the endurance to be able to stand this long. Only you know, God, how we could have made it, each one of us, to be put in a in a daily assassination program where you know someone's trying to kill you every day. This is beyond criminal insanity. But God has called your grace and mercy that we're still here. And God, those we lost, we call them to rest in peace. I call my mother to rest in peace, my father to rest in peace, and my sister to rest in peace. They were all killed under this governor, Governor Cuomo. But God, I know that your word says vengeance is mine, so I put Governor Cuomo, Boyd and Gray, in your hands. And every other demon running these programs, Heavenly Father, we put them in your hand, Heavenly Father. I ask you to bless all of those we've lost. Bless Macy's mother. May she rest in peace. Bless Wahida's father. May he rest in peace. Lord, I ask you to bless our bloodline. We call our children blessed and our our, our nieces and nephews blessed and covered by the blood of Jesus. God, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, that we can come together, Heavenly Father, and give you all the honor and the praise and be edified in your word to build spiritual backbone. God, we just thank you and we praise you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, that in your time, things are gonna turn. We just thank you, God, for giving us this perseverance to make it thus far. God, we thank you that you have a way that things are gonna turn around. God, we come against everything associated with assassination programming. We come against everything associated with eugenics, God. We call a demise to it, a destruction, voided, rejected, sent back to the pit of hell it came from. 
We call before Heavenly Father. We bring before you, Heavenly Father, the spirit of enforced lawlessness. We bind it. We rebuke it. We send it to the pit of hell. Trying to put hell on earth. We bind that demon spirit and we bind and rebuke the secrecy curse that comes with that demon spirit, that spell to try to turn hell on earth. Every demon, Heavenly Father, we call exposure. We stand on Ephesians 5.11, take no part in the works of darkness, rather expose them. We call exposure to every demon that's out here trying to covertly do the work of Satan. We bind and rebuke the spirit of disabled public protection offices. We bind and rebuke the spirit of using hospitals to kill people. We bind and rebuke induced hospitalizations. We call them plots and plans of the devil to, to be null and void and to go back to the pit of hell it came from. God, we call our public protection officers to be enabled to work according to your will. God, from back in the day, there were walls put up against the enemy. Way back in the Old Testament, they put high walls up to block the enemy. The enemy always tried to put holes in the wall, tried to come in on the, to come in. And as time went on, the walls of protection became the laws. The laws were created to keep the enemy out. So they found a way to disable the laws so the enemy could come in. God, we come against that demon spirit of breaking our walls down breaking our laws down. We bind it and we rebuke it and we call our laws to be aligned with the 10 commandments and the word of God. We bind and rebuke every demon trying to usurp authority that they do not have on this earth. We call exposure to them. Holy Spirit, lead your people, Heavenly Father. God, direct us. God's people to yank these demons out of political positions, governmental governance positions. Yank them out, Heavenly Father. God, we ask you to put in your people on every corner of this earth so that this earth can be exalted by you and you alone, God. God, we worship you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify your name. God, we thank you, God, for you being God. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. Again, God, we thank you for giving us this thing called endurance and perseverance to make it through in multiple assassination attempts. And we're standing. God, we give you the praise and the glory. And we thank you, God, for the faithfulness in every one of us here. And you've been with me for years. Macy, I've known for years. Wahida, for years. I thank you, God, for us being faithful, standing on your word, coming together. We didn't need a thousand people to know that we know that we know that we know that we know that you are the almighty and all sovereign, omniscient, omnipresent. I don't care how much money these demons have. They don't have more power than God. God, give us the strength to pass every test you put in front of us to make us stronger, God. We have a decision to become better or bitter. Let us become better. Let us use this experience to become better men and women, 
because we know that what the devil meant for bad, God will use for good if we allow him to. So God, we may not like this. It may not feel good. It may not look good. But if this is the way you have it for us to become a better person, then so let it be. God, we give you all the praise and the glory and give us the knowledge so we can be vigilant of the servants of Satan. We can punch the devil in the eye when we have the appropriate knowledge. God, we give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Ann and then Wahida. Oh. Well, maybe she got dropped. Ann? Yeah, she got dropped. Go ahead, Wahida. I'll call her back. Father God, I give you praise. I give you thanks. I honor you. I cherish you. I believe in you. I know that you're the one true God of the world. I bless you. I love you, Father. Heavenly Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, thank you for life today, for me, my children, my family, my bloodline, all the TIs, all the sisters and brothers on the prayer line. Please continue to help us and heal us. Yeah, I lost you on the call. Okay. All right, good. I got you back. I'm sorry. Well, he just praying. Please continue, Father, to heal us and protect us and guide us from all this all this evil that's going on, oh Father. Please destroy all these dangerous weapons that they're using, these satanic entities, Father. Please destroy them and turn them back on to the evil ones and let them be hit by their own weapons and fall into the pit of hell. I'm born there forever, along with their bloodline. Father, I am asking you every day, every day, to please help us. These entities are out of control. It's like they don't have a brain no more. They're doing evil things to your people, to us, and they're getting away with it, Father. I hope you intervene very soon and destroy them instead of them destroying us, oh, Father. Please heal all of us from all the torture and all, all the weapons that destroy our bodies. Please heal our bodies, Father, all our joints and everything. And please turn back onto those that are evil, that are committing these sins and these crimes against humanity turn it back onto them and don't let no one can heal them father please help us father give continue to give us food shelter clothing protect our children protect the elderly protect the babies 
Please, Father, please, please protect us. Or wake up our children, oh, Father. They were taken over since birth along with us, too. But they have these young people so out of control. They're controlling them, and they have them living a carefree life while they're torturing and using them for experimentation, human trafficking, and all kind of trafficking. Oh, Father, please put this to a stop. Please. I beg you, please, it's getting worse. Please bring back this country to be normal again. Let it be ruled by good people, Father. Please save us all, Father. Please, I beg you. Please help us. Please wake these evil entities up because they are so evil. They're born in me with radiation. My body and my dentals and everything is feel like it's on fire it's unbearable father please what human can do to human for money and material things father it's a shame it's a shame what they're doing please father help us help us i ask you to bring down all all these criminal programs that they have and destroy all their technologies Please keep my son out of the hospital and all of my family. Oh, Father, all the people that took the COVID shot, the injection, please, please help them. I don't know. A lot of my family took it. Please guide and protect them and find a way to destroy whatever they put in them, if they put anything bad in them. Please help us, Father. Please. I thank you so much in your holy name. Amen. 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 Father God in heaven, in Jesus Christ's name I pray, Father. Thank you so much, Father, for allowing us to get together this evening, Father. As we send our praises to you and you send down blessings to to us, Father, we, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. You continue to aid and support us, Father. Aid and support Juanita and her entire family, Father, that she and her whole family know and feel the love that you have for them, that you bless them, Father, and, and help them to carry on in their lives. Also, Father, let Miriam know that she's loved by you too, Father, as well, as I know that her mother is shining on her and wishing the very best for her for her entire life. Please, Father, as I know that you have blessed my family too. And we have been faced with some injuries uh, to, due, from, due to uh, gunfire. Uh, my nephew was shot last night. Yeah, he was shot last night, Father God. Thank you, Father. I'm sorry. Yeah, he pulled through. He pulled through. They didn't hit any major organs, so they were able to uh, patch him up, and he's in recovery right now. Who shot him? The police. So much, Father. The police. Uh, My nephew. Who shot him? The police. Uh. Oh, oh, no, no, not the police. Uh, I guess some guy in his in his neighborhood. He was out walking his dog, and uh, of course, my my perp takes full responsibility. For that, you know, he said that he had uh, someone shoot my nephew, 
to, to, to show me his uh, strong armor for it. Uh, as I continue to pray, Father, for, for us, Father, our targeted victims, Father, that you help us and aid us in uh, forging ahead, Father, and letting us know that you, we are all loved by you, Father, and we send up so many praises to you, Father. You continue to send down blessings to us, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray forever and ever. Amen. 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 Macy, a little something? Yeah. I, I excuse myself this time. I'm sorry. Next time, I will. Oh, well, you don't thank want to you say, very much for it. Why don't you just say one thank one. God for the court today? It went beautiful. Just give God the praise for that. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, thank you. You said, Macy, just go ahead and say, God, I thank you. Yes, God, I thank you very much for everything and thank you for um the court today and uh, i hope uh, things will come and the conclusion will be fine and um my mind is still not not um at rest i'm sorry my prayers that's are not fine that's, that's, fine. Thank you that's, all, yeah, that's all it takes that's all it takes i mean i thank god for you know, uh, Macy had a court date, and I give God the praise and the glory. I heard it in her voice. She was prepared, and uh, I decree and declare that she will be. It will be a successful hear, uh, hear, uh, um, decision. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Miriam. She uh, helped me prepare, and uh, then she prayed for for me. That was wonderful. Thank you very much. I thank God for for her and thank God for, uh, I think the judge was a good judge. There's That's only right. one that little issue. <laughs> I don't know, I wish, um, my mind goes there. I wish I had uh, that document that, um, Miriam, I had the document. That's that okay. That's something to now, that was a blessing, yeah. getting a decent judge. That's a big thing. You know, in comparison to the winners they were sending you before. So we give God, we thank him for the little things, you know? Yes, yes. And, and Okay. All right. So let's take a look. What are Satan's servants? What are servants of Satan from a biblical perspective? Let's see. In this chapter, we will uncover a completely different source of curses. Hmm. I didn't even know servants of Satan's are nothing but a bunch of cur their curses. Attitudes towards Satan among Christians vary between two extremes. Some ignore Satan totally. That's the, some Christians ignore Satan totally and try to act as if he's not real. Other Christians are afraid of him and give him far more attention and power than he deserves. Between those two extremes, there is a scriptural balance. Satan is a created being, a rebellious angel who was cast out of God's heaven. He rules over a spiritual kingdom of evil, rebellious angels, together with lesser evil spirits who are called demons. The name Satan means adversary or opposer. 
He is the unchanging, implacable enemy of God himself and of the people of God and the purposes of God. His aim is to bring the whole human race under his control. His primary tactic, guess what's his primary tactic? Anybody, guess. The primary tactic of Satan, it begins with a D. Deception. You got it. Deception. Yep. And that, oh, deception. Deception. The primary tactic is deception, of which he is a master. In Revelations 12, mm-hmm. 9, he is described as the great dragon, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. Mm. Satan already exercises dominion over a great majority of mankind, all those who are in attitude of rebellion against God. In Ephesians 2.2, he is described as the spirit of who now works in the sons of disobedience. Most of these in rebellion have no clear picture of their real condition. They are simply driven to and fro by forces they do not understand and cannot control. There are those among them who have deliberately opened themselves up to Satan, even though they may not be aware of his true identity, in pursuit of power and material gain. Hmm. They systematically cultivate the exercise of the supernatural forces Satan has released to them. Such servants of Satan are recognized in almost all cultures, and they have been a variety of different titles. Sometimes they're called witch doctor, medicine man, Michui, shaman, to- tohanga, wizard, witch, priest, or priestess of Satan, and so on. In almost all tribal cultures throughout the world, there is a special name for this kind of person. Jesus himself is our main source of information concerning Satan. When he sent out 70 disciples to prepare the way before him, they returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. To this, Jesus responded, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10, 17. Jesus did not deny that Satan was real or that he had power, but he promised his disciples that the authority he conferred upon them would make them victorious over Satan's power and would protect them against all his attempts to harm them. It is important for all of the Lord's servants to recognize the authority he has given them and to learn to exercise it effectively. Curses are one of the main weapons that servants of Satan use against the people of God. Curses. This is vividly illustrated by the story of Balak and Balaam in Numbers 22 to 24. Balak was king of the territory of Moab on the east of the Jordan. On their journey from Egypt to Canaan, Israel had encamped on the border of Moab. Balak felt his kingdom was threatened, but he lacked the strength 
or the courage to launch an open attack on Israel. Instead, he hired Balaam to pronounce curses on them in hope that Israel would thus be weakened to the point where Moab would defeat them. Balaam was a witch doctor, mm. famous throughout the whole region who commanded a high fee for his services. Now, this was back in the day, they hired a witch doctor to, con to win a war, you know, to control the, uh, the, the, um, the country, to control Israel. Now, I mean, in all reality, the United States, they're using witch doctors to control the world. And COVID is one of their curses. I mean, this is the Bible repeating itself. And the United States does not have to put curses on the world to be the, the country of, you know, of excellence. This it's the, the the country is built on one nation under God. So these are some sick demons. So that means somewhere, either some president, somebody gave consent to some Satanists to put these curses. from the executive branch. Because this, this is what they're doing. They're running this country off of curses. COVID is a curse. Electronic harassment is a curse. Electronic torture, radiation weapons, radiation torture, induced hospitalization, those are curses. We come together to bind and rebuke every eugenic curse put on this earth in the name of Jesus. All right, many Christians today would dismiss all this as superstitious nonsense, and not if you live in it, devoid of any real power. God's reaction, however, was entirely different. He viewed the curses that Balaam might pronounce as a serious threat to Israel. God don't take curses lightly then. Consequently, he intervened supernaturally and he warned Balaam not to accept the assignment. But Balaam was eager for the wealth, for the money. Balak, for the money Balak had promised him and so went ahead with the intention of doing what Balak had asked. In due course, however, each time Balaam tried to pronounce curses on Israel, God again intervened and changed the proposed curses into blessings. Now, when God intervenes like that, you can believe that that particular town territory is not loaded with abortions and iniquity and sin is not abound. You know, God will intervene. That's why we have to, we're holding the earth down. We, we're helping at least in all the praying people. God can intervene. But when the sin pot is so full, how much intervening can he do? That's why we, we have to be praying. 
We, there has to be praying people, or else everybody be doing their own their own thing. Iniquity, when iniquity abounds, the town, the, the nation's dead. That, that's what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. All right. Subsequently, in Deuteronomy twenty-three, verse five, Moses reminded Israel of the incident as evidence of God's love for them. Nevertheless, the Lord your God would not would not listen to Balaam. But the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. One important fact needs to be emphasized. God did not view Balaam's proposed curses against Israel as empty words that had no power. He regarded those curses as a serious threat to Israel. And for this reason, he intervened personally to frustrate Balaam's intentions. Time has not changed since God's viewpoint. He does not ignore or belittle curses directed against his people by servants of Satan. On the contrary, as Jesus said, God recognizes the power of Satan, but he equips his own servants with superior power. The Bible presents various pictures of the activities of Satan's servants. These serve to warn God's servants against whom these satanic attacks are often directed. In Ezekiel 13, chapter, uh, verses 17 to 20, for example, God condemns certain false prophets or sorcerers. Likewise, son of man, set your face against the daughter of your people who prophesy of their own heart. Prophesy against them and say, thus says the Lord God. Woe to the women who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? And will you profane me among my people for handfuls of barley or for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you magic charms by which you hunt souls. They're like birds. Some of the details are not clear, but it seems that these women played the typical role of a witch doctor. Anyone who had a quarrel with some other person would hire them to use their magic arts against that person. One of their methods was to attach magic charms to people's clothing. Mm. In this way, they hunted souls and actually killed innocent persons. In return, they were paid handfuls of barley or pieces of bread. Mm. This is not some far-fetched accusation reminiscent of the Middle Ages. It is a charge brought against these women of God, by God himself, not women of, by God himself. Furthermore, servants of Satan have used similar methods for the same purposes all through the, the centuries and still continue to use them today. In 1979 to the 80s in the city of Bath in the west of England, archaeologists uncovered the remains of a temple of the godless Minerva dating back to the Roman period. The priests in this temple had a similar ministry to that of the, of the witches in Ezekiel's days. People seeking revenge on someone would employ the priests to write out an appropriate curse against that person. 
the writing of the curse required special skills possessed only by the priests. Once the curse had been written, some kind of magic ceremony was used to direct it against the person who it was targeted to. For all this, of course, the priests receive appropriate payment. Also, the worshipers would cast their voting offerings for the goddess into the spring associated with the temple. This way of using curses and magical arts is still a familiar part of daily life among the majority of the world's peoples, particularly in Asia, Africa, Oceania, and Central and South America. The following account comes from a missionary friend of mine who has lived in his, his whole life in Zambia and is intimately acquainted with the languages and the customs of the people there. At a general conference of Christians in our rural district of Zambia, the Holy Spirit had spoken a strong prophetic word calling for holiness in the church. Many Christians were convicted of sin in their lives and had truly repented, confessing their sin and pleading for God's forgiveness. After the service, an elder from one of the remote village churches came to the preacher in tears, trembling all over, confessing to the terrible sin of murder through witchcraft. Mm -mm -mm. Murder through witchcraft. They know that stuff worked. That's, that's exactly why uh, wait, my computer went down for a minute. That's exactly why they're um, doing COVID. That's murder through witchcraft. The elder told him that for some years he had been fighting with his fellow elder in the church who was a senior to him. The situation had gotten so bad that he decided to punish him by going to a local witch doctor and paying him to curse this older elder. The witch doctor had been happy to do so, especially as he knew that these men were supposed to be Christians. He asked for a large down payment and then told the man to come back the following day. When he returned, the elder found the witch doctor sitting under a tree with a mirror in his hand and a bowl of witchcraft medicine on the ground before him. The witch doctor then proceeded to sponge the medicine all over the mirror and asked the elder to look carefully at the mirror and tell him what he could see. Startled, the elder saw the face of his fellow elder quite clearly. Whereupon the witch doctor took a razor blade and cut across the throat ugh, of the face reflected in the mirror. Immediately the mirror was covered in blood. The elder cried out, you've killed him. I only ask you to curse him. The witch doctor replied with a chuckle. I thought I would do the job properly while I was at it. The elder hurried home. To his horror, he learned that his fellow elder was indeed dead having died mysteriously of a sudden hemorrhage. The elder was terrified of the consequences of his action, so he had kept quiet about it. Now the Holy Spirit had powerfully convicted him of his sin. Fortunately for him, where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Through confession, repentance, and faith in Jesus Christ, the man was not only brought to for forgiveness and peace with God, but to the reality of the new birth. Mm. Some Western readers might be disposed to dismiss all of this as primitive superstitious practices from the darkest Africa 
But the truth is that even in the more highly civilized nations, so-called occult practices in the United States, which had been on the decline are once again making tremendous inroads. In West Germany, for example, many businessmen who would never seek counsel from a Christian minister make a regular practice of consulting with the fortune teller concerning their business deals. In the mid eighties, a leader of the satanic church in America was interviewed on television. Oh, somebody's phone, somebody's phone, somebody's phone. What is, they're trying to mess with my phone. Okay. Hello? Yeah, somebody's phone was messing up. Okay. Uh, All right, so the business people, they go, a lot of business people are going to psychics and stuff like that. Okay, so they said here that, give me a second. Satanists practice human sacrifice. He replied, we perform human sacrifices by proxy, you might say, meaning they don't do it, they enjoin other people. The destruction of human beings who would, let's say, create, they kill, let's say, uh, human beings who create an antagonistic situation toward us and we use curses and hexes. My God. This was not a charge brought against him by some hostile critic, it was an admission he made freely of his own accord. In Israel, under the law of Moses, this would have been punishable by death. In our contemporary culture, however, occult practices are not a crime and there is no penalty attached to them, even if they are used to kill people. Do you hear that? Occult practices are not considered a crime, even if that's that's why so many of your TIs are suffering, even if they kill people. That's crazy. In Israel, under the law of Moses, this would have been punishable by death. In our contemporary culture, however, cult practices are not a crime and there is no penalty attached to them, even if they're used to kill people. That's sad. That's sad. That means, I mean, they can kill anybody then. I mean, that's not covered, that don't know Jesus or don't know God or don't know how to pray. That's horrible. The statement of the Satanists quoted above reveals their use of curses and hexes to kill people, but it by no means absolves them from the charge of performing human sacrifices. Gruesome evidence to the contrary is contained in the following report from the New York Times, which ran April 12th, it said, on Tuesday's officials, Mexican and U.S., they found the body of 12 people, including 21-year-old University of Texas student who had vanished a month ago in eight crude graves, a remote ranch near the U.S. border. Today at news conference here and in Bronxville, Texas, the official said that a drug gang seeing human sacrifice as a magical shield that would protect it from the police was responsible for the murder. Can you imagine the drug gangs are now saying, we're better off saying it's a human sacrifice 
because there's nobody prosecuting occult occultic murders. That's a shame. Among the suspects still at large is an accused drug smuggler, uh, a native of Cuba, uh, whom the others, uh, let's see, the police said he ordered the ritual murders, pointing out young men at random on city streets for his followers to abduct them and murder and mutilate them on the ranch. The officials described the murders as a twisted blend of sacrificial and black magic practices from Haiti, Cuba, and Jamaica, and the USA. What? Okay. There have also been reports from various places in the United States of the sacrifice of infants and small children carried out by Satanists as part of their rituals. Infants and small children. Mm. The primary targets of satanic curses and other occult weapons are the servants of God and Jesus Christ Satanists rightly recognized who their main enemies are and direct their attacks against them accordingly. This is illustrated vividly by an incident related to me by a minister friend. A Christian lady known to my friend was eating with her family in a restaurant in New Orleans, which is a reported which is reported to be the spiritual center for witchcraft in the USA. While at the table, they were approached by Satanists who had entered the restaurant to witness in the same way some Christians might do. They were going from table to table. They were actively recruiting people for Satanism, and they showed a lady a printed perspective for the year 1980 outlining the six-point worldwide program, which was to be accompanied by fasting and praying. So Satanists, they fast and pray because they're using spiritual forces. They're using dark forces. So what they were giving out was a seven-pack uh, packet, page packet. The first part was that the Antichrist, they were advertising, giving out flyers. And it said that the Antichrist would manifest, manifest himself soon. It said that ministers, leaders, and missionaries would fall. It said that ministries and works of God would be destroyed. It said that Christians would become complacent. They would want peace over and above all, and seek and they would seek churches that do not preach a full gospel with pastors that keep peace no matter what the sin. That Christians create their that Christian seeds, they're going to have Christians stop their fasting and praying, and that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're going to have Christians forget or disregard the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm. This is but one of many evidences that the Church of Jesus Christ is under intense systematic attack by the forces of Satan. What can the church do? Boy. Christ defeated Satan on the cross. How can we first of all defend ourselves and secondly make Christ's victory a daily reality in our personal lives? Some illuminating answers are provided by the story of Balaam's attempting to bring a curse on Israel. Remember, God intervened on behalf of Israel and he turned the proposed curse into a blessing. What did God see in the conduct of Israel at that time that moved him to take his stand against Satan on their behalf? Here are some important factors to consider. One, the people of Israel were moving in fulfillment 
with God's plan for them. So if the nation is moving towards God's plan, God will intervene. They were supernaturally guided day and night by a cloud and pillar of fire. This corresponds in the guidance of the Holy Spirit for the New Testament believers in Romans 8.14. They were a nation under discipline. They were a nation with God-appointed leaders and God-given laws. Yeah, God, of course. They're God-given laws, God-given leaders, God interceded. Their relationships were carefully ordered according to a divine pattern. This harmonious pattern of relationships was beautifully depicted by Balaam's own vision description of them in Numbers 24, 5-6. He said, how lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your dwellings, O Israel, like valleys and stretch out like gardens by the riverside, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Obviously, this was not a literal picture of Israel, since it was encamped at the time in a desert area. Much of the above was due to the fact that a whole generation of unbelieving and disobedient Israelites had been purged out from among them. See Numbers 26, 63 to 65. What are the lessons to be learned from this picture of Israel? Its main features could be summed up thus. Israel was a community divinely ordered, disciplined, and guided, living in harmony with one another. To state it another way, Israel was not just an assembly of individuals, each doing their own thing. God has not changed in what he looks for in his people, nor has Satan changed in his tactics against God's people. If the church at this time does not fulfill the requirements for God's favor and protection, there is only one remedy. The church must change. Unfortunately, however, the record of Balaam's strategy against Israel does not end with total victory for Israel. Having failed in its attempt to bring a curse upon Israel, Balaam resorted to a second tactic. He advised Balak to use the Moabite women as a snare to entice the men of Israel, first into sexual immorality and second into idolatry. Where Balaam's first tactic had failed, his second one succeeded. After that, he had no need to pronounce a curse upon the Israelites. By breaking God's first commandment, they had brought God's own curse upon them and 24,000 of them perished. See Numbers 25. In Numbers 31, 16, it says Moses states specifically that this came about through the counsel of Balaam. In 1 Corinthians 10, 8, Paul holds up his incident, this incident as a warning to believers in the New Testament. The deceitful tactics of Balaam are also mentioned in three of the passages of the New Testament in 2 Peter 2, 15, Jude 11, and Revelation 2, 14. Obviously, the strategy of Balaam against Israel contains important warnings for believers in the new covenant. The central lesson is simple. Christians who are living in disciplined obedience to God and in harmony with each other, they can look to God for his protection against Satan. But Christians who are undisciplined, disobedient, and out of harmony they forfeit their claim on God's protection. Amen. That's it.
few questions. The two attitude extremes towards Satan by Christians are either blank him or blank him. The two attitudes that Christians have towards Satan. Anybody? Some Christians ignore him and the other Christians fear him. What is Satan's primary tactic? Easy, we just said that. What is Satan's primary tactic? Hello? Is anybody here? Oh, did I get dropped? Hello? Yeah, I'm here, but I had I had you on mute because Ma I'm doing so. Macy? Yes, yes. What is yes, Satan's yes. primary tactic? Wahida, we just went over this. What is Satan's primary tactic? Deception. Deception, right. Okay. Right. True or false? Listen to this. True or false? Curses are one of the main weapons used by servants of Satan against the people of God. True or false? True. 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 Good. Okay. What was Balaam's second tactic to bring Israel under a curse? Remember, he Balaam tried to put Israel under a curse. Uh, the first time God intervened and when but Balaam tried the second time. Do you remember what I said it was? He used those women. He got he got, he used the he used the women. He he used women to entice them into sin and idolatry and thus causing them to bring a curse on themselves. Okay. God does recognize the power of Satan, but he has equipped his own servants with what power? God recognizes all kinds of power. Oh, wait a minute. With wait a minute. All kinds of uh, tools and power. Right. Well, okay. Give me, a, give me a word. I'm going to give you a word. Wait a minute. Let me read it again. Like it. God recognized the power of Satan, but he has equipped us, his servants, God's servants, with what kind, with blank power. It begins with an S. With authority. No, an S. With authority. No, it begins, the word begins with an S. What kind of power we have over Satan? Begins with an S. It begins with an S. S. What? What kind of God says? God says yes. Satan has power, but God's people have blank power. It begins with an S. What is the blank? S and a U. S U. Super. Superior. We have superior power. All right, oh, Christian superior power. superior power, yes. Christians mm -hmm. who are living in disciplined obedience to God and in harmony with each other can look to God for his protection against Satan. Let me read that again. Christians who are living in disciplined obedience to God and in harmony with each other can look to God for his protection against Satan. That is so good to know. All right, life application. Please, you please repeat that again. I don't know why my 
myself that didn't, I, I couldn't pick that up. Please repeat it again. I want to hear okay. it. Okay. Christians who are living in disciplined obedience to God and in harmony with each other, they can look to God for his protection against Satan. In other words, as long as we're obedient to God and we're living harmonious, like we're doing, praying together, we can count on God to protect us from Satan. Okay. Life application. Do you believe there are people who are servants of Satan who can place curses on people? Why or why not? Do you believe there are people who are servants of Satan who can place curses yes. on God? I, I can let me yes. answer and I'll let somebody else in. I definitely know that the people running the COVID, the people running the eugenics program, that's not just a uh uh criminal program. Those are curses. Yes. Anybody else? Go ahead. And what do you think? Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree that, that there are people who are definitely in, um, who are disciples of, of Satan, who are helping him run the program. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 I don't think these are just crimes. These are not, I know they're not just crimes. These, these are, these are, these are curses. Poverty yeah. is a curse. Sickness is a curse. Okay. What areas... No, what lessons did we learn from the story of Balaam and Israel? And how can we use these lessons in our lives? Balaam Israel. What I just read, let me let me say what I feel. What I just read. Balaam and Israel. Remember, they hired a witch doctor to take over. They were trying to take over Israel. God intervened. What we learned was that why did God intervene? God intervened because they were in obedience to God and that they were living in harmony with each other. We just read that that's how we get, you know, get God's protection. Now, so what did Satan do? Then they, they, they had the witch doctor, so they couldn't do it with the witch doctor that way. So what did the witch doctor do next? The witch doctor sent in the women to lure the men. Remember, I just read it through sexual immorality and idolatry, and that's how they got their curse to work. It's almost, it's you know, it's like the the handyman they sent me. You know, the handyman mm-hmm. was acting like he was, uh, you know, such a handyman, but he wanted all kinds of. Uh, 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 that's how Satan's servants work. They send in, they deceive. But I had to let the devil know that mm-hmm. I've been praying too long for any demon from the pit of hell to try to fool me. And I could, I was able to mm-hmm. walk away with my head high and paid that man for his handiwork services and <laughs> didn't have the devil play with me. Okay. Yeah. All right. What areas of our lives need to change so that we can enjoy the protection of God in greater measure? Again, what area of our lives need to change so we can enjoy the protection of God in greater measure? 
I'd say for me, um, to get more protection from God, I thank God for the protection. But I, you know, I don't know, this leg is bad. So I, I would tell, I'd have to work on just being 100% obedient to the best of my ability. Obedience, you know, just doing everything right. according to God's will. Anybody else? Yeah. I, I would agree with that, Miriam, that we're all a work in progress and we need to continue to constantly work on being more and more like God and more obedient to him. I would agree. And, you know, it's hard. We live in a world, uh, what is 100% obedience? Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 you know, what I, 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 you know, and being harmonious with each other, and I think that's important too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. The memory verse tonight. The memory verse. Oh, no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Romans one three eight. Again, the memory verse. Oh, no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Romans 13, 8. That's the memory verse. Mm -hmm. Here's the faith response. Lord Jesus, I desire to be obedient to your word and walk in unity and love with the family of God. 1 Peter 3, 8. Again, faith response, Lord Jesus, I desire to be obedient to your word and to walk in unity and love with the family of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, Amen. so we thank you, Lord, for the reading of the scripture. We thank you, God, for confirming what we knew, basically, that Satan, servants of Satan uh, definitely exist. Uh, understanding that the primary targets of satanic curses are servants of God and Jesus Christ. So that's us. And, um, you know, that that's exactly what it said. The primary targets of satanic curses and other occult weapons are the servants of God and Jesus Christ. Satanists rightly recognize who their main enemies are and direct their attacks against them accordingly. This is illustrated vividly by incident, uh, vividly in the Bible. So for those who want to figure out how did you become a TI? Well, guess what? These demons know who are servants of God. It must be through, it has to be the bloodline. Yeah, and your gift, you you know stuff, you know, God gives you knowledge of stuff and you, you like, you have some kind of power, you know, and they, they know everything about you, you know, and they, they take advantage yeah, yeah. of you. You, I don't think yeah. we, you just don't end up in this program. They're either analyzing the DNA, you know, and they see, I think it's the bloodline of Jesus. I think we're we're all you know we're all related, and uh, I know that one of their biggest 
one of their biggest fears are God's God's gifts, God's talents. And I think each one of us have that unique talent that God gave us, and they're petrified if we use it. So they masterminded a system to make God's people sick, impoverished, and destabilized. So they cannot use and they use weapons. They use weapons and control techniques on them. You know, so they can um they can't do nothing, you know. They keep them under their control. They can't fight back. Yep. And, and I got leg, my leg. I think this is definitely a curse. I'm gonna pray. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fast and pray and get my leg back. Watch. God's divine intervention. Mm -hmm. Who knows how many rituals they don't had? Probably had ten people, dead people legs. They put together and twist them up, and then put my name on top. <laughs> Miriam, Miriam, yes, Miriam, is your leg getting any better? Is it still pretty bad? It's still pretty bad, girl. And plus, they have the radiation. Yeah, the radiation in my yeah. pump not helping right yeah you know okay. like if i write an affidavit they'll turn the radiation up and my feet will get blown up you, oh, know? Wow. you know like i could barely mm -hmm. walk it's unbelievable and i don't believe yeah, yeah. radiation does have that power so i don't you know th there's a thin line between curses and radiation capabilities you know what i'm saying so I don't want to give them more power than they have, but the way my leg mm -hmm. feels, it feels like a combination. It's definitely radiation. I know that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know that you're just informing us of what's going on with you. So it's not it's not like you're raising uh, the complaint level. You're just informing us what's happening with you. I mean, because knowledge is power. And that's basically what you're doing. That's all. And they got, in training. my building, in my building, they put up a sign, girl, about them in my building. They put up. All of a sudden, I've been here 20 years. We never had an energy problem. You know, they got a big sign downstairs, energy rating F. So this demon, he want me to know. He wants me to know that he is in my building. And I'm telling you, whenever I write an affidavit mm. or something, they turn up the energy. The energy is radiation. And a poor mm -hmm. lady, you know, the other day, her husband was telling some people in the front of the building how he had to rush her to the hospital because out of nowhere her ankle got, you know, like 10 inches wide. And I'm just like, that's radiation. Mm -hmm. So he took her to the hospital? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, a yeah. lot of times, well, the radiation. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before you go, I I sent you an article I saw on Google. It says scientists want to send 6.7 million sperm samples to the moon. So where are they getting these sperms? You sent it to me. Where? believe. Where did you send it I to me? I sent it to Messenger. Okay, let me read that article on this. Uh, 
in this. Uh, I definitely. And it looked like they're sending women um, the female eggs too, because I think they stole mine. I never get back my period mm-hmm. after they, they they did all those things to me at the hospital. It went up in my private part, you know. I think they they, they did something to me, so mm-hmm. I never get back my period. And I, you know, these why would scientists want to send? Why would scientists want to send sperm to the moon? Yeah, you should read it. I think they're sending the um, ovaries, the, the egg or something to uh, the right. tell the whole world. Scientists have begun to lay plans for repopulation starting with a sperm bank on the moon. Yeah, so they are taking people on the moon. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, for, for that to be our second home. Ultimately, but they experiment. They well, they're killing. They're killing. They're kill, killing. Killing majority black people now, and telling us they're dead in their lives, sending them to the moon. I wonder if my mm-hmm. sister's still alive. My sister. I know my sister. She probably. She 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 she'd rather be dead than to be a slave on the moon. Yeah, your sister. Yeah, your this sister, your sister was expired. They killed, they, they're telling us they're dead, and she wasn't dead. Oh. They're sending people to oh, the moon. Oh, she wasn't dead. No, my father wasn't uh-huh. dead, my mother wasn't dead, no. They're labeling live people dead. Hmm. So you believe that there, she's in some type of captivity or something? Some form of That's captivity? What, well, what do you think they have going on in the moon, Anne? You think they're there by free will? Oh, I don't know. I, I you know, the first time I heard that from you, I, I didn't know that that was something that you. Oh no, I never told you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I've no. written that. I've no. written that to David. And you well, know, I, and I went into the the um, Lockheed Martin's uh, space exploration database, and I put my last name in, and it's it came up. What did it say? Twins, Snyder twins. Snyder twin. Okay, yep. were you a twin with your sister? No. You were? No, it was an no, it was an experimentation. It was some kind of experimentation. There's a database you should put your name and see if anybody. What that basically means, anybody that they claim died before, they probably that's where they, they probably have them there. But let me read the article. Okay. All right, scientists have begun to lay plans for repopulation starting with the sperm bank on the moon. Like, who, why would you? Mm. In what they're calling a modern global insurance policy, mechanical engineers have proposed that humans establish a repository of reproductive cells, sperm, and ova from 6.7 million of Earth species, including humans. I don't even know what that means. Let's read it again. And what they're calling modern global insurance policy, mechanical engineers have proposed that humans establish a repository of reproductive so they want humans to save their reproductive cells 
from 6.7 million of Earth species, including humans. So they're taking the, the species from uh, all types of uh, animal, like Noah Ark, like yeah, yeah, yeah. animals. So maybe they're planning to blow up the Earth. Mm. And the over maybe here is like over here. Mm. Yes. They, what, yes. what do they call it? Eh? Yes. Over yes. Maybe. The ovum. The ovum is the ovary. The sperm and the ovum. All right. And the proposed bank or arc would be beneath the moon's surface. As our planet faces natural disasters, drought, asteroids. Oh, they're probably planning an asteroid. And the potential for nuclear war, to name a few. Trouble. Scientists say that humans must set their sights on space travel to preserve life as we know it. This is insane. Earth is naturally a volatile environment, said study author Jetskin. Though uh, Thanga, whose team at the University of Arizona submitted their report, Lunar Pits and Lava Tubes for Modern Arc, at the annual Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers Aerospace Conference on Saturday. That's you, Macy. That's Macy. Due to the planet's what? Mm -hmm. No, I said I got more to read. You got you found this. Right. Due to the planet's instability, he said, an Earth-based repository would leave specimens vulnerable. As such, Thangle proposed jump-starting a planetary exodus of sorts by funding a human seed vault on the moon as soon as possible. It would store reproductive cells in recently discovered lunar pits from which scientists believe lava once flowed billions of years ago. This sounds like such hogwash. The so-called mm -hmm. arc, according to Thangle's presentation, would then cry cryogenically, that means to freeze, preserve a various species in the event of global disaster. I don't see why it can't be safe on Earth. They just, there's something, there's, there's something they're doing with this. Maybe they probably found that in space, men and women, even if they have sex, they can't procreate. So that means God don't want us there. That's number one. So since men and women can't procreate there, they want to get humans to send their sperm up there so they can, who knows what they'll create. Wow. All right, the pits are also the perfect size for cell storage, according to Thanga. They go down 18, so they're trying to act like their concern here is what they're gonna sell, save the sperm and ovaries in. That's not the concern. You're trying to create life on space, in space, when if God wanted us to reproduce in space, then that's what we would do naturally. These people are sick. Thanga said that many plants and animals are seriously endangered and cited the eruption of Indonesia's Mount Toba 75 years ago, 75,000 years ago as a reason for worry saying it caused a thousand-year cooling period, and according to some, it aligns with an estimated drop in human diversity. 
He sees a current day parallel due to human activity and other factors that we fully don't understand. He said, adding that already, there's been rapid loss over the last few decades. Hmm. The art concept wow. is already being employed at the Scovelboard Scar Global Seed Vault, housing plant seeds that is on the Norwegian island of in the Arctic Circle, where scientists say the massive stone structure can endure undisturbed, undisturbed by humans or, or the elements. There are 992,000 unique examples with each containing an average of 500 seeds. So they're, sa they're saving the plant seeds. These added, Fenger added that he was surprised by how cost-effective the mission could be according to the back of an envelope estimation to transport 50 samples of each species. It would take 250 rocket launches. By comparison, 40 launches were required to build the International Space Station, which sits in low Earth orbit far closer than the moon. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It is not crazy big. It's not crazy big, Thanga insisted. We were a little bit surprised about that. This is insanity. Well, they're just basically letting yeah, people they're letting people know that they, you know, they're basically trafficking people to space. Really? Yeah. 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 They have to be smart enough, they <laughs> have to be thinking, you know, for that to happen. You really do have to be on your P's and Q's if that doesn't happen to you. Huh? Yeah. yeah, probably they drop people at the hospital and steal their, their eggs and their their well, they get, they and get stuff, the people you know? in there. Like they're, they're doing it to my girlfriend's father right now. That's what I don't understand. They get him old, too. He's 70, 72. But he was healthy. He was okay. They claim, you know, people who don't know about this as soon as they start, you know, with a little breathlessness or whatever, they fly in the uh, hospital. And that was it. They, yeah. gave, they gave him seven strokes, and now they're telling her that he's on a ventilator. I'm like, wait a minute. He came oh, in here. Wow. He came in here paying. He got a couple of pieces of property. He's a, he's a, a former uh, uh, engineer. And wait a minute, you could just get a little breathlessness and now the man is one the man is a, a vegetable of one induced coma. Hmm. And his last word was get me out of here. And when he was able to talk, she didn't do anything, and now they they just took everything away from him. Wow. Yeah. And I had to tell her, I told her today, I said, um, uh, watching your father go through a slow kill, th this is not cool. You know? I said, when your father said, get me out of here, that meant what he said. You would, I would have called an ambulance. That's what happened with my sister. I was trying to get her out, and they said, they, they said it, those actors and actresses acting as doctors. They said that that sister's going to get her out. I said, oh, yeah, I'm getting her out of here. If you're telling me, and I think anyone, if you have a loved one in the hospital and they're not doing anything to make them better, I think you have a duty to get them out of there. Mm 
Because the hospital's killing them. I All right? know. If a person yeah. is still in pain yeah. and a person is sitting there, <clears throat> they're not giving them vitamins, they're not doing anything, you have a duty to get them out of there. And if they stop you, then you they're need to. They're starving them. They're starving them and they're telling you, oh, they're getting food, they're getting nutrients through the IV. That's what they did to my son. And they never, they mind control him not to want to leave. You know, Flushing Hospital kept him in 18 days. Long Island Jewish keep kept him in 22 days. They keep him in pain and they keep, you know, doing all sorts mm -hmm. of things to him. And they having him turn against us. That's what they do. They control yeah. the patient's mind and everything, you know. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're in the hospital um, and they're not doing anything to, to make you feel better or correct your situation, then, yeah, you shouldn't be there. Um, yeah, my son pain was always 10, 10, 10, 10, and they gave yeah. him these the strong narcotic mm -hmm. medication, the, the um, opioid and yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, it's insane. Yeah. I see when they're hitting him and jerk his body, the same healthcare workers are coming to the, the door and do it with their phones. Mm -hmm. I saw so many things. These people are evil. I hope God turned back onto them where nobody can help them, the evil ones, yeah. you know? Yeah. So now they're going to send these stuff to the sperm and stuff to space, and then probably who knows how many people they took there. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that time they said die. This is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this space exploration stuff is no joke. Oh, this has to be. This has to be. They do what they want to do with us, you know. They do what they want to do with the, with the human, the poor, the you know who they keep poor. They don't care. There's right. no you know where you can find it's, them. And now since they found it so effective to uh, eugenically assassinate people uh, once they're induced into poverty, that's what COVID did. All those business owners, they want them on an EBT card. They want them to yes. lose the business. And once you are induced into poverty, it is much easier to induce. Yes, you that's what they did with me, Miriam, when my first husband and me get divorced. Yeah, yeah I know. I, when I, I, I try to get up, yeah. people masters and all kind of doctorate degrees induced into poverty. Okay, they blacklist them. Yeah. And then the next thing they yeah. know, they get them sick. Yes, yeah. and when, when I am, um, I told them I want to get up because I get married again. The woman was looking at me like, you know, so I, said, I said to myself, why, why they behaving like this? Like, they don't want you to get off of welfare, you know? Because mm -hmm. they have an agenda. They know what they're doing to you. They take yeah. over you. You know, yeah. they take over your life, your kid's mm -hmm. life. And that's what they have me still in, too. Yeah. You know, 
and I don't, I don't get nothing. They, they love it. Yeah. They love it when you used to have a nice business making three, four hundred thousand, and now they got you on wealth or on EBT or wealth. They get their jollies. It's the sickest thing in the world. Just like you could have, you know, they got boys and teachers and educators, and you know, this is what, especially New York, this is what they're doing. Right, and and you have your masters, right? And they black right. working. Yeah. Yeah. Black people working and anything. Yeah, this totally um put me on disability, um, put me on food stamps and, and all of that. Yeah, yeah they're doing the Stop same to me. They don't make me get nothing, you know. When I go yeah. find out stuff, the woman telling me I gotta go to Brooklyn. The Brooklyn mm-hmm. office, just to find out, you know, a, a simple yeah. question. She wants mm-hmm. me to go all the way in Brooklyn. And then when you go there, there's so many people torturing you there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like everywhere you go, you get torture, you know, they're after you. Yeah. And they don't, like, since when you know what's going on, they don't, they try to, to deny you everything, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, well, Guys, I'm going to have to go. He's beating me up pretty bad here. Already my legs and uh, my ankles and stuff. So I'm going to have to say goodnight. I think, and let me just say, you know, from what I've seen, they don't like exposure. I think that whenever you feel better, though, you need to, you know, write an affidavit and share it with your entire, the government of, of Chicago. Yeah. I would write an affidavit. Yeah. What happened? Because you you'll be that will help a lot of people. They need to know yeah. these uh, alleged yeah, I agree. alleged um because I had to do that and that's why I'm saying it. Um once he started sending the police after me, the police stopped me three times with some BS about a stolen car. And now mm-hmm. and then they were trying to suspend my my uh, license and I could not I couldn't fight that uh, uh, a tax warrant with no signature. You know, not, and I've been to court. I tried the court. I tried the police. Couldn't get a police report. No, it's at the point. You got to go to the next step. And that's your, your assembly people and your Congress, your local Congress, the, the um, Chicago Congress people. My name is Ann mm-hmm. Baker. I have been put in an mm-hmm. unconsented, torturous, human research program and i want public officials to know about this i have suffered i've been blacklisted they took my money and they're trying to kill me and no public protection office will help me i can't get a police report i couldn't get my you know know, i I agree with you wholeheartedly uh something like that should happen um you know but as of right now um mary i'm just trying to survive what I'm going through and, uh, you know, you know, see, see where that takes me. And every day it's an opportunity for things to get better for me. So, um, that's where I'm right now. So, um, I'm going to try, try my best to move forward in the direction God wants me to go in. Right. Well, well, and just think of the magnitude of people you'll be helping, you know, when you go, you, you do that. Because you should not yes, be suffering yes, that's like true. that. You should not be suffering like that. This is insane. Right, right, right. I agree. I agree. So, guys, we're going to get together again Sunday. Is it Sunday we're going to get yes. together? 
Yes, yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, yeah. God. Okay. Thank God. Thank God for each of you. God bless you and uh, thank. Have a safe weekend and talk to you Sunday. Yeah. Remember our prayers. This yeah. is what we call. We reap what we sow. We are sowing prayers and we plan to reap this. And we're going to see a blessing. One day, yeah. I declare that we're going to be sitting down on the radio and the TV. There's going to be a declaration to the people. We apologize. Yeah. The United States has yeah. uh, permitted, allowed, and condoned some atrocities against humanity. That's true. Amen. That's, true. That's going to happen. Amen. Amen. For sure. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For sure. Yes. yes. Then it's going to be, they're not going to ever yeah. let this thing happen again. In Jesus' name. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Okay. Good night, Sita. Good night. Okay. Bye. B